Hey y'all, what's good? This is Matt Hines here, and I'm looking to talk to you today about uh, how's it going on the farm, family and friends farm. Uh, more broadly, uh, talking about oh, just the context of being a Sonoma County farmer, kind of frame this discussion that way. Uh, and also talk more so about how it's going at the market. On my last episode, I was talking about all of the growing practices that we're trying out here. And uh, I don't have a whole lot new to report on that. So as far as the growing goes, that's you, you can refer back to that episode. But... Um, you know, but I'll more talk about like what's our market like right now, and give some uh, just perspective, I guess. Um, and I'm, you know, there's a lot of particularities of how I'm doing what I'm doing, but uh, this information is probably. Uh, relevant for anybody who's trying to do like small scale vegetable farming Um, and I want to respond to what I've actually had a conversation with uh, the editor-in-chief of the Sonoma County Gazette Sonoma Gazette uh, which I'll I'm trying to actually put together a paper for tomorrow because the feature of this month's uh, paper is, uh, the theme is all about agriculture and to celebrate Sonoma County agriculture, um, which actually, let me just read it and yeah, we want to celebrate the heart of Sonoma County's economy, which is agriculture. Um, and Amy Windsor there, she also, you know, we had a little conversation. I was just seeing what would you be interested? What do you think the readers are interested to hear from perspective of someone like myself? Uh, and she, she was asking about, you know, policies which i'm not i'll have to just i'll have to get into like the policy realm and i I just i would need to do more research myself to see even what policies are affecting me but uh so i'm going to talk about policy in another episode uh there's also discussions about climate change climate, weather, unpredictable weather, and how that's dealt with, which I feel like I probably talked a like my on-farm strategies are supposed to deal with making it more resilient regardless of what nature throws at us, Um, but I can talk more about that in another one too, I guess, Uh, and then 
a little more about uh, the importance of small ag for our community. Um, and is our local ca- food system large enough? A question. Can it be bigger? And can our resources support a larger one? So that's actually a question that we can, I think is relevant to the discussion of like my little case study talking about markets and how I'm selling the vegetables is going to touch on that question. Or at least I'll try to make it touch on that question all about the local food system and how do we grow more of our own food here. Um, And then there's another, I guess, uh, and before I really go into that part of it, I just want to point out something that if you're not like a farmer in agriculture, you just talk about farming or you talk about a farm. What is a farm? And, you know, it's something I think everybody would agree that it's growing food of some sort. But I think there's such a difference that's, I'm sure they, most even, most people think about, if they thought about it, it's like, yeah, obviously this is true. But and talk about farming, farming is kind of lumped all together, uh, like vegetable farming, fruit farming. And animal farming and all different kinds of farming there's there's other ones that are maybe not producing a actual food crop or like another another kind of food crop is like row crops and grain crop production production of seeds for food or fuel uh, those are all very distinct kinds of agriculture and it's a very distinct kind of process and so i i'm just finding that the term farming is oftentimes a little too broad to then talk about general generally what's happening and how it's done and how it should be done so I guess with that said you know I'll just go now into how am I selling the vegetables so what I'm doing is I've got uh, and also just say like so much of my ideology this this is a pretty ideal thing for me this has been a goal of mine to do it this way for a long time and i'm really happy to be doing it the way i'm doing it which is i'm selling everything within a couple miles of where it's grown uh i have there's like very fortunate amenabilities that i that i think are worth celebrating and i'm really happy to be connected to these markets Uh, so that is making it at least off to a good start in sales 
and being able to, uh, you know, I've put those practices into play and now there's produce. Now there's about, um, I'm getting, you know, over a hundred pounds of produce each week and I have for the last month or so and there might be a little bit of a down period for July but then once the tomatoes really kick in then you know August September October even into November should have continue to have back over a hundred pounds of produce each week so that's great but then it's like we got to sell it so what's up with this market are we going to be able to sell this so it's a whole other ball game it's a whole other side of it and uh so yeah so first of all i got connected with my longtime friend raul lopez and his partner over there uh, and uh we, that was my first client he's been buying now about $75 worth of produce each week and uh, he by the way has a deli called The Local um, and they're the best sandwich in town <laughs> probably best sandwich salads and smoothies which they got and it's all just fire it's really high high quality but also it's an affordable price and you know their name is the local i think i've talked a little bit about this in other podcasts but you know so that's that's a really great connection and i know they're um they really want to have easy access to local produce that's the whole idea of what they're doing and they're it's a relatively new thing for them so i think they're they've got a pretty good system i think going but I think the goal is to just continue to get the best local localist produce they can get. Uh, so this has been a really nice little partnership. Uh, so we've been doing that. And then I've been going to farmer's markets. I'm in with the... I can't recall the name of the organization exactly, but... Uh, they are a, a nonprofit that is managing a number of farmers markets in Sonoma and Marin counties. And Kelly Smith there, she has been uh, really great, really encouraging the whole staff. They've been giving me a lot of positive feedback and encouragement, and they you know or just would like me to go to as many markets as I can and I just I guess I had this conception I wasn't sure how it was was it like is it competitive to get into the farmer's market as a grower and I think everyone is different I wasn't sure how it was going to be here so I was just like I don't know how am I going to but it turns out that for various I don't know how it always was, but the way it is right now is that they're really, they want to have more farmers coming to the farmer's market because a few farmer's markets that they, and they're, these are great, mostly uh, really awesome farmer's markets. 
but I think especially places where they're looking to expand, like the one I'm involved with is, uh, it's like a new, it's only the second year having it at this location, this farmer's market. And, uh, but it, the specific location on site is like new to this year and it's just a seasonal one. So they, and they have a pretty good number of vendors there already. Uh, me and one other person selling vegetables and then a lot of other things a lot of other vendors there and uh, but it's a little I don't think the sales have been really that great so it's like they're they're leaning on the vendors to maybe stick it out have a presence even though it's just not really going to be a great payout for this market but the only, the best chance for that market to ever flourish is if the vendors keep showing up and coming through it, it the growth of any market will depend on some s- sacrifice by the vendors um and take i guess kind of like taking a risk or make being willing to make a time investment, but they uh, they have a really tr- of all the places I've been, this is one of the strongest networks of farmers markets. There's one Monday through Sunday, every seven days a week, you can go to a farmers market. Right now, around the area, um, and they've kind of given me the opportunity. I think some of them are pretty saturated with produce growers, but a lot of them are not. And a lot of them, they're really hoping to get more produce growers showing up to these. So it just so happens that that's an opportunity that I have. And they're, you know, inviting me at the least to get, go to as many markets as I can go to. So, uh, so right now I've got three uh, the one is a full season market on Tuesday afternoons at Lucchese Park. Uh, that's a really, that's the biggest one that I'm going to and it's well established. And I'm noticing that uh, it's especially a time and a place where people are looking to get produce. Um, it's definitely the best for like selling the produce. And then I'm also doing the Thursday uh, fairgrounds Petaluma or Sonoma Marin Fairgrounds evening market. That's the new one. And that's been probably the lowest sales so far. And most people are not even going there to buy produce. However, there are a handful of neighborhood people who are like, oh, this is great. You know, I'm, you know, maybe like a dozen people who seem like they're like, yes, this is great that this is here and I'm going to buy. I will buy my produce here. And so if I'm just looking at it like, okay, well, if I'm here to provide for these these folks and maybe you get a handful more and it does, so it doesn't have to be that many people who are coming for your produce. Um, it's, it's about just like having a small group of dedicated people that will buy each week. And the same is true for that Tuesday one, which I've been going to that one now for 
maybe 10 weeks. And so, and I definitely have, I don't know, maybe like 25 people now that, that see me most, most of the weeks I've been there. They're the ones that come and that's 85, 80% of my sales or more are from that core group of people. That's a phenomenon, you know, maybe that's also obvious, but that's just like, I, I'm, and I'm seeing that in every mark. Even the, when I was out in Delaware, it was the same kind of thing that I noticed uh, for whatever that's worth. Uh, and then I'm also doing a, a Friday market up in Roanoke Park, a Friday night market, which is another one that, that that's actually pretty big and it's kind of a party. It's it's fun. Um, but it's very, it's a little bigger for sales I'm noticing than the other night farmers market but it's still the same kind of thing is going to happen there where most people they're not really looking for produce majority of people there are not looking for produce but there are a handful of people that it would be they're finding it handy that they can just pop over because they live in the neighborhood and that's only going to be a dozen maybe 20 or so people but if I can just keep showing up every week and I got it. And on that one, uh, I think there was somebody else with vegetables last time. But the first time, I was the only vegetable grower there. So those small percentage of people who are coming specifically for produce. Um, you know, if I, would, I was there, so I was able to capitalize on that, I guess, because I was the only one there. Um, but it's also like from the standpoint of just managing a farmer's market, if they're... And that one I kind of popped into last minute. And I think so a lot of people, if they came to that one for the first day and they're it's a farmer's market and they're expecting there to be, you could get vegetables there. But if there was no vegetable farmer there, then all those, that would have been pretty bad <laughs> for that market. Uh, not a good start to the year. If you, you get that dozen people who were going to, that wanted to buy produce and they would have been pretty disappointed if there was not that opportunity. So, and going from there, uh, you know, so the, the nature of this operation is that like, I'm, it's just me, I'm doing all the growing and I'm doing all the selling and, uh, all of the activities that I'm doing right now, those three markets, one restaurant and managing the fields, I'm at a pretty good stability point. I have, like, even though I could go to more markets, I don't, right now I don't feel like I could. I wouldn't have the energy or the time for it. So I'm at kind of a stability point or like the, you know, this, but this is what I got going on right now. If this is what it is, then this is going to be, uh, for my time and my, the amount of work I want to do. <laughs> this is perfect. This is actually really great. Um, so, but what that means is that I have like a goal for the amount of money I probably need to be making for this to be sustainable. And I'm really happy with where I'm at right now, but I'm not all the way there. I'm probably only halfway there. So now to get into just, I guess, like the X's and O's a little bit on just where my mind is. I don't have any 
this is what I'm like currently trying to figure out. And as far as like straight numbers go. So what I what I would need uh I need to like look into the growth potential of these markets. If I want to make these three markets work for me, I guess you can call it four. Four outlets, I guess. I'm hoping that I can just have those four outlets and call it a friggin' day, make the money I need to make, and that would be awesome. But what that means is I need to have I need to double the production. Uh, and I mean, first of all, I need to grow more. And that's just a matter of, you know, and that might be challenging. I don't know if I can just do it alone using the methods that I'm using. All of that, like, I was so, you know, pumped about, you know, I'm really proud of the way we're managing the grounds right now. It's pretty natural and it's very gentle and nourishing, I'm hoping, I think, uh, for for the ground and for the soil. But I don't know. I, I'm going to have to get more efficient at doing it if it's going to be sustainable. I have more energy to give to it, but do I have two times as much energy to give to it? No. Definitely not. So I'm going to have to get better. Um, And then as far as the market goes, assuming that I can get up higher with the amount that I'm producing, which right now I'll mention that I'm at pretty much a perfect, like I'm hitting pretty close on bringing to market what, I'm able to sell and I'm, you know, that's a whole calculation in itself and trying to just bring the right amount to the market that you're going to sell and uh, grow the right amount that you can sell. And I'm right now it's going pretty good. But what that means is I have to find a way to make these markets sell I need to sell more at these markets I need to be doing something to make these markets get to you know so like right now basically with those three markets it looks like I can make about 600 a week or I have been averaging 600 a week and if that needs to be a thousand and I'm feeling like I'm I'm selling as much as I could sell right now. Then what do I got to do to make those markets get up to a thousand? Uh, and like again, first of all, I have to have that much produce to sell, so I got to get that up. But then if I do have that more produce, am I going to be able to sell it at the market? And how would I do that? And I think. Uh, one thing is if I well I think if I had a bigger display if I had a big if I just brought more then I I would sell more straight up but then I also have to you know it's just I don't know I actually don't know if that's possible there might not there might need if I need to get up to that dollar figure per week average then there might need to be a fifth outlet 
so then we can talk about that how do how do you get up to that next level uh and it could be just going to the more of the markets assuming i can get 200 up on average per market if i just went to five markets then uh or six markets then i could do that but i can't do that so then i would have to have a have somebody go run out to the to the markets for me but then i would have to pay them so it's you know this this these are the kind of thought processes that are that are happening right now just to throw this out there or there's another option the other option is wholesale which i'm definitely considering but then I would need to grow definitely more. I would need to more than double the growth in order to get the dollars that I needed. And I would need to find the right relationship that would, would work. Um, and uh, there are a couple of options. But, you know, that would need... Uh, the growing operation would definitely need to get up. And you would need to be able to take a lower price for the produce but that might be the better option um, so m- more that could be discussed on this um, and let me well I guess well I'll finish by relating this a little bit more broadly to uh, this Sonoma County context in the state of growing and can we how do we get up to growing more just let's just focus on produce how do we get our local produce growers to be getting a larger market share you know how how could we do that that's probably a whole other episode so i'm i'm actually not going to try to answer that question right now let me just give maybe a quick swipe at it and then we can we can hash this out more in another podcast i think basically what's needed and this relates to the fairgrounds and i got to do a fairgrounds podcast just about the petaluma fairgrounds um, where that was a place that was intended to be supportive, uh, having infrastructure that's supportive for local farmers uh, of all of all types, including produce growers. Um, and I think it could be. That's an example of infrastructure. Uh, for instance, and this relates to just farmers markets in general, having site, amenable site, suitable site, but beyond suitable and amenable, but like a great location specifically designed to support a farmers market, to have a space that's perfect for farmers market, that's engineered just for a farmers market, to make it rain or shine to make it easy offload and onload for vendors and considering all the you know opportunities uh to 
to just make it easy for vendors to be as successful as possible. Um, but beyond that, having places perhaps where produce can be processed, could be stored, and all, especially the, uh, the way I'm thinking of it is if there were better harvest to table infrastructure to support small produce growers that's kind of the key because i think there's plenty of land and i think there's plenty of people who would do farming um they would like they would like to be local produce farmers have a little plot and contribute and be just like a small small vendor and do do the same kind of thing that i'm doing maybe different probably but the same kind of concept and the same kind of scale and being able to do it independently what is needed to support that kind of venture is just basically easy ways to sell it because if you had something like uh well like another kind of thing that could be happening at a place like the fairgrounds is to have uh like a commercial kitchen or a a community cafeteria. And I think I have podcasts on a lot of these concepts going back in the archives, talking about all these different like little ideas of uh, places and like specifically for the fairgrounds, one idea that has been floated by, uh, you know, a group that's already sort of leading in, uh, the issue of food security in the town of Petaluma, the Petaluma Bounty, uh, an idea where they are, and they're very interested in getting involved in what the fairgrounds could be, and the idea they have, the, what they call it is a food foundry, which you can look up what ideas of food foundries. I think that's a relatively new one, but that's just like a framework for a. Uh, infrastructure and organization to support a more robust local agricultural system particularly for produce so that's what I'd say about that and more you know so I'm kind of like and for me personally I've been going on this I've I've been podcasting like this for a couple years now and even going back further I've I was on I had like YouTube channels and I was talking more about this stuff back then too and it was all I was talking about it very abstractly but you know I'm really fortunate to say that now there is the opportunity for some of these ideas to actually be real things and whether or not I, what I'm doing to create this I don't know what I can really do but I have the opportunity possibly to be a part of it as a grower. Um, and that is coming full circle in a really fantastic way. Uh, but it's still not, we're still not there. It's still like right now it's, it's a real struggle, obviously that's why why we don't have it is because all the carrots and sticks are working against small scale farming but i'm just saying that's one of the things 
having the infrastructure to support the local farmers harvest to table infrastructure i'll call it uh that's one thing that uh certainly worth supporting <laughs>